episode 283. Thank you all for listening to episode 282, SMH, Kenny Three Belts. I am Gray Lamarck, here with my co-host. Jake the Great. And a pudding bear. <laughs> Aw. Liam McPullen. Aw, banana pudding bear. What am eating right now? It looks pretty damn good. It's like in a it looks like a cubed container. I got it from Kroger. Two fifty. Oh, two ninety nine. It's on special. Nice. I don't know what it is, but they love their banana pudding down here, so I'm down with it. I like it. How, you got they what? Don't like have any teeth? Yeah, <laughs> have any teeth? Speaking of teeth, man. Meth. So I go to it's the meth. I go to the I go to the dentist yesterday last night with my kid. He had three more cavities, so. We're there, and I'm talking about, you know, they, they know him by name. They know his stuffed animal by name. He, they, I mean, the picture of both of them are on the wall. And I'm like, yeah, this is the country club. We're here for Grayson's Country Club, you know. <laughs> and uh, I said, we're making a visit. His, his dentist finds it hysterical. So I'm sitting there like, yeah, I've never, you know, she was explaining one of the things he had done before in the past was like a, a mini root canal. And I said, yeah, I've never had one. And then so I decided to get home my tooth is like throbbing, like just undeniably painful, wanted to just cut my head off (laughs) and, you know, put everything on an Ambisol, took some meds, all that shit. And so this morning I call him up. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta come in if I can. So she gets me in at nine. I go in, she, she looks at everything, checks everything out. She's like, uh, you're going to have to go to a dentist that does endodontics and can do a root canal on a molar. I'm like, son of a bitch. I shouldn't. She's like, didn't you say root canal last night? You've never had one. I'm like, damn karma, man. It's always bit me in the ass. So that's right. So I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's you know, fifteen hundred bucks right there. And then I got to get a new crown on that tooth. So that's another eight. I'm like, eight. sweet. It's like a small investment. Yeah, it's a used car. Kind of shit. <laughs> Costs more than a used car. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. But uh, I gotta wait a month for that. So sometimes in and out of pain. But right now it's not too bad, so it should be okay. Hopefully. But if you see me just all of a sudden <laughs> rubbing something on my tooth, it's that Ambisol. Can't pop any more pills though till ten. So <laughs> no more pills till ten. So we got a couple hours. So. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast to Brandon at allworkclothing.com. He will hook you up with some swag. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, something else we didn't serve last week was Louisville, Kentucky. We forgot all about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it today. Um, get in touch with Sean. He will help out with your landscaping needs, especially now that they are into the mowing season and they can do their landscaping for you. He'd be making some money if he uh, came to my house and did some lawn mowing while I'm gone for weeks on end, but oh, he won't. <laughs> Thank you to Sparty Steve, biggest supporter of the show. 
helps us out with what we need to do. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. His book, Dating You Don't. Pre-sale went out. Officially number one best dating book on Amazon right now. So you can still get your pre-sale. Books will be, I think, delivered on the 11th is what I saw. I'm pretty positive. But uh, as of yesterday, he was the number one uh, dating book on all of Amazon. So that's awesome. So hopefully some of our listeners bought that. They'll be getting their book on the 11th. But if you haven't yet, you can still go to Amazon.com and pre-order Dating Sucks, But You Don't. In the meantime, go and visit DatingTransformation.com. Yeah, you were right. Uh, Free delivery on Tuesday, May 11th. Pre-order price guarantee, $24.99 in the hardcover, $12.99 on the Kindle, and $0 if you get the Audible trial. Dating sucks, but you don't. Other format, audio CD. Does he read it? Not that I know of, but <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I'll ask him that uh, I can read it, and then um, you know you can have me in there. Listen, you listen to my sexy voice redo this book that'd be that'd be the way to uh that'd be the way to buy it right there i love it renowned international dating coach comes an essential must-have dating guide for med looking to gain confidence and find lasting love in the me too era <laughs> is it hashtag me too or just me too i think it's hashtag oh, probably <clears throat> that's wild man yeah it's hashtag me too there you go get your book go pre-order it now and book books you may also like the big black book of sex positions take your sex life from boring that's that also looks like it goes good with uh dating sucks but you don't just make sure you read <laughs> dating sucks but you don't first <laughs> and then after everything doesn't work out read let that shit go <laughs> <laughs> By over the line sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch AEW. I already turned it over to TNT. So did I. It's the end of Jack Reacher. Yeah. Fucking Tom Cruise is a tough guy. What a joke. He's five foot five. Oh, come on. He's five seven. I would step on him and crush him. Yes, you would. All right. Well, you can tell us about Gelf. Um, I don't even remember where they were at last week. Uh, they were at Innisbrook, Copperhead. Uh, oh yeah, Sam Burns won his first his first um PGA Tour win ever. So I was only four months off, three months off calling that. Um, but I did say Sam Burns is the up and comer here in the golf world. So good for him getting his first PGA Tour win. Um, also Keegan Bradley, who's been playing some good golf, was up there the pretty much the whole time. I think he finished second. So uh, good for Keegan as well. He had a rough stretch the last couple of years, and this year he's coming back on, which is nice. Um, you, know, you like seeing guys who've been around for a little bit play well some more. Um, can you pull up the standings? Because I don't remember who we picked. I think I had Sung J.M. finished like 29th maybe. <clears throat> there you go. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, Paul Casey, the two-time defending champion, finished 21st. So, good finish for um, Mr. Gray and Mr. Dub. Uh, 
Cody uh, on fire with golf still. Patrick Reed cut, and no pick. Parrot had a solid solid pick in there. Um, so both that. <laughs> This, this week, um, Wells Fargo Championship, I saw a stat. I think they said the PGA Tour has played a tournament every year since, like, 1968 or 69, something like that. That's so wild. So you get the big names here, and there are a whole bunch of big names playing this week. Um, you know, it's a couple weeks until PGA Championship, so a lot of the guys will play and tune it up this week um, to get back down to – um, Kiwa here in a couple of weeks for the PGA championship. So you'll see a lot of big names up there and I'm sure some of them will do well. Um, they didn't play this last year because of COVID. So the defending champ of 2019 is Max Homa. Um, and he's been playing some good golf. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him repeat this week. I'm pretty sure I already picked him anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but um, he would be a good, a good pick for you at Quail Hollow this week. Yeah, I did pick him. Oh, look, and he won when I picked him. What do you know? <laughs> so I only win this year. Um, so yeah, it, it should be a, should be a good week. Um, I should actually get to watch some golf this week cause I won't be traveling or doing anything. I lucky me, I get to stay here in Indiana all weekend. So I'll be bored. I'm sure golf will be on the docket for me. Um, and I think dub is leading now, isn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is leading by point three, which I think is four positions yeah and you're not too far behind either um i think i thought what i when i did it i thought you were about 52 behind so dub's got 567 i'm at 571 yep so four positions for me and you're at 614 so, so 47 47 off not bad at all we got a tight race um cody and parrot you still have plenty of time to pick it up and catch us so since Doug Am I still out of Cody? Yes, yes, you are. With so I have three, I have three no picks. picks. <laughs> uh, so this week Dub went with Will Zalatoris. And uh, for me, I need you to scroll up to see if I picked my guy or not. Because I don't think I did. I have not. So I'm gonna go with Webb Simpson this week. Quail Hollows, Charlotte, Webb Simpson's from Charlotte. He's been playing some pretty good golf, so take the take the home boy to take it home at Quail Hollow this weekend. Very possible. I like it. Who's just put it on? You. All right. Um, I was looking at I was looking at a few people, and. Oh, I got to go back a little bit. Well, Perry, you can say your pick because you've already got it in there. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, good old Xander Shoffley this week. He's been playing some pretty good golf. Xander Souffle. All right. I'm going to um, – mm-hmm. Oh, what Rory's probably the heavy favorite, isn't he? Uh, Thomas is the favorite. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Rory's like fourth or fifth because he got DeChambeau and Rom and all those guys. I'm gonna take Rory. I was gonna go with Shane Lowry, but I think it's now it's a good time to take Rory. I he would he was my backup pick. 
I don't know what it is. I, I kind of I felt like he was going to do well this week. So if I took Webb, I knew I was going with Rory. But I went with Webb instead. Cody. Go uh, John C.D. Ron. Oh, you said John Cena for a second. I was like. <laughs> I'm going to spell it C.D. Rom. <clears throat> there you go. Just for you. There we go. Some solid. We got some. We got some big dogs this week. All of us should be a good week. All right, on to uh, NASCAR, that place where I did not finish last. In yeah. DraftKings, finally, I told you though, it's a game of runs in DraftKings for whatever reason. I had a good run, and now I'm starting to cool off. Now it's your turn to get up there. So I know I went from last to eighth. Yeah, and I'm I'm like only a few out of fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Moved up two spots right off the rip. It's perfect. Um, yeah, Kansas last week in the Bushy McBush race. And, of course, <laughs> and Kyle Bush won the race while Kevin Harvick, sponsored by Bush, finished second. Dude, I told you, Cody Bryant, should have taken Bush, man. Yeah. Yeah, you had killer Kurt Bush. You should have had birthday Kyle Bush. Um, I think that's the second time he's won on his birthday. Yep. We'd have to see if that's some sort of record in NASCAR because it just it doesn't seem like that would you know the odds of that are happening. I mean, what are the odds of that? You know, your birthday's only on Saturday and Sunday so many times, so pretty impressive that he's won on his birthday twice. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty good race. Um, got you know they had what I think they had three cautions through the in first five slide. laps. Well, they had three, oh, I think, and none of they were all. It was a competition, and it was two stage cautions. So they didn't right, have right. a real caution until the last twenty laps, and then they had three of them. And they have like I think they had six cautions in the last twenty laps or something like that. A lot of guys getting crazy and wrecking and everything, which brought some of the guys down. Um, Denny Hamlin uh, or Denny Grand Slam Hamlin, should I say, who was up there <laughs> um, in second and then got spun out, hit the wall. Um, Priest didn't have a good day. Interesting pick by Dove anyways, but <laughs> um, uh, Truex, he was up there most of the day, never really in the top spot, but always hanging around top 10. So I'll take a six from him. I needed that. I needed a top 10. Um, same with Bowman, man. He, he got kind of, it was unlucky. He was up there top 10 most of the day, and I think he got caught up in a late wreck and pushed him back. And Parrott took Josh Balicki, no picky. So he got a <laughs> place for that. Actually, he didn't take anybody, but he was in last place, and he's not going to use him again regardless, so it was pretty solid. Did Josh Balicki legit finish last? Yes, he did. That's I was give, uh, Unless it was a big name, I was giving him whoever finished last. Um, Josh so, Balicki, no picky. Josh Balicki, no picky. So uh, Darlington this week in the throwback, throwback race, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of sweet car paint schemes, all that good stuff. And I think they announced the next gen car today as well, if I'm not mistaken. I don't yep. know where they're going to race that at, but I'm pretty sure they announced it. But yeah, there'll be a lot of sweet paint schemes this week at Darlington. Um, I wish it was a Saturday night race, but the race is Saturday afternoon. I think for I don't know why, I just think that it would be sweet they're racing Saturday night under the lights with uh, these paint schemes. But should be a good race. Darlington's a great track, so um, should be pretty good. Pretty much the last couple of years dominated by Hamlin and Harvick. But, uh, you know, the crazy, crazy stat I was looking up, um, honestly, of who I'm going to pick. So I'll let you take yours before me, uh, Gray, since you're leading anyways. 
Uh, yeah. So stat. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to take a guy that's raced here six times and has been in the top 10 every single time. Well, that's my four, stat. So four top well fives <laughs> and a win. Eric Jones. Might as well put that next to my name as well. Cause that was my, that was my stat. He's raced here six times and his worst finish is eighth. Eighth. And he has had an absolute unlucky shitty year. So I will not be surprised when he wrecks and finishes 25th for us this week. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Oh shit. Cause, uh, cause what now he, cause he's driving the 43 now. Right. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see, but see if he can keep his top 10 streak. Parrot, who'd you take? Going with, uh, I'm, pro- I'm a week too late, but I'm going to go with Kyle Bush this week. Right. He stays hot. He stays hot. He might, man. We know he's probably pretty much in the playoffs now, so that's good. Playoffs? Playoffs. And then, boom, Cody. He's on a hot streak here. He got a 9 and a 12. Kevin Hart victory. That's what I'm going with this week. Kevin Har victory. <laughs> hey, I would not be surprised if he gets one, man. He, he races super well here. He needs a win, too. Yeah, our boy needs a win for sure. He's 27th in the points. Who's that? Jones. Oh, yeah. what, what blows me away is Almirola is 28th in points. He's had a shitty year, too. I don't know what happened to him, but he has not had a great year. I mean, Ryan Priest is having a better year than both those guys. That's saying something right there. That's saying something. I mean, it's just wild when you look at these. It's still crazy to me to see Michael McDowell in 13th. Mm-hmm. But he's got a win. So, he's a, well, Truex has got two. So, he's essentially in. So, how many different winners do we got now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different winners. Ten different winners, and you only get 16 spots. So, and you still have guys like Chase who haven't won. Harvick won. I don't think Hamlin's won yet, has he? Or did we've he had won? Twelve races and we got thirteen to go. And did did has Hamlin won one yet or no? I can't no. remember. Yeah, nope. let's say I don't think he has. He's been he's been close a couple of times, but yeah, he I don't he hasn't. So I mean, you still got three big names who have not won a race yet. You know, who are bound to win a race here eventually. So we'll see if it happens. I mean, crazier shit's happened. You never know. I mean, Hamlin, think about it. Hamlin could run top 10 all year, and just because I got 16 different winners, he gets out of the playoffs. How nuts is that? Dude, what's wild here, that that would be nuts. And so far we've had 12 races. So this is the halfway point this weekend until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? three. This will we'll be three quarter or a quarter or the third of the way through the year after this race, number 12. And halfway to the playoffs, which is nuts because we've got Darlington and then Dover. And then, as you see, Texas. And then isn't um, the all-star race. Texas is the road course. That's not um, that's not Texas Motor. That's a road course. So we got Darlington this week, Dover, the Monster Mile. Then we got a road course and Coke 600, then another road course. And I think the Ally 400 in Nashville is also a road course. That's a new one. Mm Mm-hmm. And no, that's a, that's a speedway. Is it? Okay. I couldn't remember. Pretty sure. And then we got Pocono, Pocono, back-to-back, um, and then another road course in Wisconsin. Oh, new one. So, yeah. It's, yeah, that one would be cool. And then Atlanta, 
New Hampshire, the Glen Brickyard. That's a road course. Yeah, so the Glen and Brickyard are road course back-to-back. Yep, and then Michigan. They should make that a road course. It'd be more interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the last race of the year, Daytona. Or, I'm sorry, the last race for the playoffs, Daytona. Then back to Darlington. Yeah, that race, that race though, for at Daytona is always, you know, I know it's this is only the second time they've done it, but it's wild, man. It is wild. Think about let's just let's just throw that scenario. We get to that point. We got 15 different winners, right? And and let's just say that Hamlin and Harvick both haven't won yet. I mean, how crazy, how hard are they gonna race? Dude, that'll be nuts. Get in there. I mean, it's gonna be crazy, you know. But I think we're gonna this is gonna be the first time we probably have 16 different winners. I mean, shit, we're already at, what, 10? What did I tell you, 10 or 11? Yeah, 10, 10 through 12. Is that right? Yeah, we've only had one through, 10 through one. 11. Yeah. Uh, Truex, Truex won twice. He's the only one who's won twice. There's been 11 races so far. Mm-hmm. Yep, been 11 races so far and 10 winners. And um, and we're still doing good as a podcast, not picking winners. So hopefully no one's listening to us and, and picking, what, picking what we're doing here. <laughs> Yeah, it's different than any other year we've done this. Yeah, yes, it is. Normally we're normally we got a couple wins by now, so maybe we'll get one this week. Well, when there's all these different winners, doesn't happen. All right, so from moving on to that, what is so what happened at the old Kentucky Derby? Didn't watch that. I bet a horse won. A horse uh, and a little a, a little person. A horse and a little jockey. Um, who? What was the name of the horse? I can't remember the hell the name of the horse was. Well, the fa- the favorite was Essential Quality, but he did not. I don't even think. I think he, he finished. finished. Fourth. Yeah, he I didn't, didn't even place finish or show. Um, but you know who did? Is Hot Rod Chuck? He finished third. That was my my horse. Where did a uh, Midnight Bourbon or whatever the hell it was? Where'd they finish? Uh, sixth. I'll take it. Top 10. And then Mandaloon finished second and Medina Spirit won the race. Of course, another Bob Baffert trained horse. Yep. He said, I, I heard something. He bought that horse for like 35 grand too. No shit. $5,000 he bought that horse for and he's about to sell it for millions. I mean, about it, right? This dude's already making money off this race. He's going to make money off the horse regardless. The horse wins, so now he's going to make even more money. And you know how many bets he probably placed on that horse at 12 to 1. Holy shit, man. He probably – I'd love to see the payday he came home with after that. My favorite was uh, <laughs> soup and sandwich. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I would have picked that horse. Yeah, it finished 19th. Um who did uh, who did Dub take? Um, I don't remember. I have to go back and look. I'm trying to think here. Um, dub Dub. Known agenda. Who? He took known agenda. Ninth. Not great. That's why he probably doesn't bet on horses. Yeah. Thank you, Hot Rod Chuck. But yeah, man, Medina Spirit. 
should have known. I wonder what the oh it was twelve to one odds. Morning line odds was fifteen to one. Damn. If you just see Bob Baffert, be like hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was a couple more zeros after that hundred. No, I mean us throw a hundred bucks on a Bob Baffert horse. Hell, we should. But the um, I mean, think about it, Dudez. Let's just say he's got three horses in just for fun. He just drops ten grand on each horse. I mean, come on, dude's gonna be walking away with some back cash. I don't. How many wins is that for him in the Derby? Six, seven, seven. Yeah, most all I mean, time. Nuts, man. Well, Brad, uh, Brad Cox, the other trainer, he finished second and fourth. His heavy favorite, Essential Quality, finished fourth. Man. Yeah, I mean, sucks for him, but do you think those guys bet on other horses? Like, you own another horse, but you bet on another one? I think I would. Hedge my bet. Oh, oh I'm sure yeah. they do. You have to think, right? I mean, why would they, why would they not at least do a little bit of hedging? Right Fun fact, that was the only Bob Baffert horse in the race. Really? Oh, so he just probably dropped 50 grand on the horse then. Jesus. At 15 to 1? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Whoo. 750,000. Well, wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Old Bobby B. I mean, it, it's just wild, though. Man. Known agenda was going off at 9 to 1. That's what... Uh, our boy Dub took. I mean, these like the odds of these horses is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hot Rod Chuck was five to one. He was my pick. Midnight Bourbons, who you had, he was thirteen to one. I think it was twenty to one when I looked. So they must have bet him up. King Fury was a scratch. Man, they had no faith in this shit. Man, they really thought that other one was going to win. Going off at he was five to one, five to one, and the other was nine to two. Hmm. Or five to two, excuse me. So yeah, basically two to one. Okay, that's what I And he didn't he didn't even show. Right. Wasn't even top three. Trust me. They the Kentucky Derby won a lot of money on that because even if even if you're betting and you're sitting there running win play show, you're most likely putting the favorite in top three. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. guaranteed. If you're playing the trifecta, guaranteed. Yeah, you have to. So they, I guarantee that the Derby cleaned up. Oh, hell yes. But then they lost, they lost their ass on Medina Spirit. If yeah. people bet on Bob Baffert, which you know, you and I both know, people there always are betting oh, on yeah. Bob Baffert. I mean, you got a lot of rich people there. And even the people who aren't, like if you go there with 500 bucks, you know, and you know you're going to place a few trifectas. You're going to probably probably place, you know, a few single horse bets. I mean, if I'm going with a hundred dollars and I see a Bob Baffert horse, I'm definitely putting a hundred on his horse. The other four hundred, we'll make do with what we have. But I mean, right there would have won you a cool twelve hundred, quick and easy. You just made seven hundred dollars profit just on that. And the morning line was fifteen to one, so you could have made yeah, fifteen hundred. Right, if you would have got it then, that's right. It's times like that, man. It's like. Hey, uh, Bear, you want to go drop a G on old Medina Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would have done that, but I mean, yeah, I would have I put some cash down on the old uh, 
on any old Bob Baffert horse. Let's have to remember that for next year. Yep. And then he's never going to win again. Probably not. Oh, well, well, it was fun. Um, so we're, we're narrowing down uh, and I got to ask because I always know he likes to comment on uh, old LeBron James. So I'm going to go right here to Cody Bryant. What did you think of LeBron James quote uh, about saying whoever came up with the old play-in should be fired? You should have thought about the same shit he said last year. <laughs> but this is also why people don't like him because he always complaining about something. Like, this dude's like, dude, just shut up sometimes. <clears throat> And, you know, and it's when it comes to basketball, like, yeah, he's always whining and crying. It's what he does. You know, it's like you can't complain about the playing now because you're probably going to end up being in it. And, you know, it's the same shit I said when LeBron first went to the Lakers and I said I didn't like it. And then when they signed Anthony Davis, when they traded everything for him, when they could have just waited a year, and waited for him to be a free agent, which was stupid. I mean, the reason why they fell from a one seat or one or two to possibly a seven or an eight is because look at the roster. The same thing that happened in Cleveland when he left both times and the same thing that happened in Miami. The only difference was Cleveland was lucky enough to be able to get Kyrie Irving and Miami still had Dwayne Wade down there. The Lakers don't have that luxury because they don't draft very well. And then the last couple of years that they did draft well because of uh, stinking towards Kobe Bryant's retirement, they had a nice young core. And then they traded it away for a guy that was going to come there no matter what within two years. And they gave all that shit up a year early. So here you go. All these, uh, all you fair weather Laker fans that jumped on the bandwagon, and even the ones that had the diehards like me that came around, and I told you, I told you so. Now I told you so. I told you this shit was gonna happen. Look at that roster now. That roster is shit. They're not good enough. They're too good to be able to get a lottery pick, a decent lottery pick, and. You know, they're they're not good enough to to you know draft well. So now we're just gonna be stuck. We're gonna be stuck in NBA purgatory again, like we were in the late eighties, uh early nineties after Magic retired. So get ready. Get ready for another like Cedric Sabalos era. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <laughs> or Cody. I know. I, I could have fucking, I could have ran that team better than fucking old uh, Rob Lowe looking like Palenka. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be hating on Rob Lowe. Jesus. And the All thing, right. this is what they chase Magic Johnson out for. Right. Stupid. Well, here's a fun stat I had for you, Cody. Well, really, everybody. Russell Westbrook, he could record zero points, zero rebounds, and zero assists in every game for the rest of the season and still average a triple-double. That yeah, is man. wild. Absolutely wild. Fourth, fourth season of averaging a triple-double or something like that, I think. Yeah, but the fact mm -hmm. that he can miss these last, what, eight games, seven games? Yeah. 
or not miss them, play in all of them and get nothing and still have a triple double is unfucking believable. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, man. The underappreciated Russell Westbrook. He took, I mean, he took a last place worst, worst in basketball team, a potentially to the playoffs. I mean, I don't, right I there. can't believe. I can't believe people give this dude shit still. He leaves Oklahoma City. What does Oklahoma City do? They suck. He yeah, goes to, he goes to 45. He goes to Washington and he turns literally, I mean, literally a team that all they have is him and Bradley Beal. That is it. There is nothing else there. Name one other Washington wizard. Most people can't. I mean. And so they, so they're 30 and 35 right now. Last year they were 25 and 47. And didn't they? And they had John Wall then, didn't they? Yeah. So they're already five games better than last year with eight to go. Where are they sitting at? Eight. So uh, they're tenth. Yeah, they're looking to yeah, looking for the they're play tenth, in. but they're three and a half. They're three and a half up. So yeah. right now they play the Celtics, which they would beat them because they are hot. So Boston needs to hope they jump back ahead of Miami because that's the only shot. Well, I mean them. Uh, Miami and Atlanta are all really, and New York really, are all really close within two and a half games. So it'll be interesting. And after the Celtics win here, because they're dominating Orlando, but knock on wood, hope they don't blow it. Um, you know, it, it's going to be super close. They'll be at nine, so they'll all be within two games. Yeah, yeah sh- shit is wild. Like, dude, they, it's, it's unreal. And they're eight and two in their last 10. Like, they're, now they're getting hot. Westbrook already tonight has two blocks, three boards, five assists, or I'm sorry, two points, one block, five assists, and three boards in seven minutes. Jesus seven minutes so far. Two points, one block, five assists, three boards. You just write triple-double down. You might have it by halftime. So here, get this. I'm going to just talk about their last 10 games, or their last, uh, yeah, 10 games. What's the score of that game right now, by the way? Uh, they're up by six. It's 26-20 Wizards over Milwaukee, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's number one in the East right now. Uh, they're, they're two. Two? Are they two or are they one? I don't know. I've paid attention to the standings. I think they're one. I think the Nets are two now. Oh, no, the Sixers are one. Nets are two. I think Bucks are three. Uh, I think the Bucks just beat the Nets two in a row, though, didn't they? Yeah. So just check this. So they beat the Pacers by 13. They lost to the Mavericks by one. They beat the Cavs by 30, beat the Lakers by 10, lost to the Spurs by three, and then beat the Cavs by nine, the Thunder by 20. That, that makes me happy. The Warriors by four, the Thunder by 12, the Pistons by 21, the Pelicans by two, the Kings by 12, and the Jazz by four. And then before that, they lost by 28 to the Suns. But God, they beat they beat the Almighty Jazz. <laughs> that I would not want to play that fucking team. I would not either. No point would. And if you want to play them, you're high, man. I zero interest in any piece of Westbrook and Beal right now. I mean, none, none of it. He's just, I mean, Russ just don't, he just don't get the credit. They and he does, all he does too is play. Dude, don't talk. You don't do anything. He just plays. He lets, the, he lets his game do his talking for him. They got Alex Len, Robin Lopez, 
That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Ish Smith. <laughs> what? Hermachio, Den Denny Avides. I mean, they got a whole bunch of nobodies. Literally a whole bunch of nobodies. Yeah, C.S. Winston. It's insane. And they just walloped the Pacers. You just thank the analytics nerds for the reason why Russell Westbrook is underappreciated. Because they look at advanced numbers like, oh, man, Russell Westbrook, he just just shoots too much. He can't shoot for anybody that shoots. As much as he does, he doesn't hit anything. It's It's not just the stats, man. Watch the damn games and see what Russell Westbrook does, man. Guys, not makes teams better. Yeah, I mean, th- these are his assists the last few games 24, 9, 11, 14, 14, 11, 11, 10, 17, 11, like 9, 11, 14, 14, 14. Three straight games of 14 assists. I mean, come on, man. The dude, the dude just balls. Triple double. 42, 10, and 9, triple double, triple double, triple double, 14, 5, and 11, triple double, triple double, triple double, triple double, 36, 15, and 9, triple double, triple double, triple double, triple double. Those are his stats, man. Like, that's nuts. Absolutely nuts. But keep hating on them. No one's going to want to see them in the playoffs. They might not beat you because they're just not deep enough, but they're going to they're gonna take a couple games. No doubt about that. The um, dude, I just like you said, and we just agreed, would not want to play them. No, no, not at all. Not one bit. He's got a cool salary though, forty-one million. He's worth it. That's decent. He should be getting like sixty million for what he puts out. Bradley Beal's getting 28 mil. How are the Suns first in the West? Chris Paul. Your MVP, Chris Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Another. That's, all, that's the only – we talked about that last year. That's the piece they needed because they were right there. They went. Remember they went 8-0 in the bubble and just missed getting in by a game? Yep. They had to sweep and then hope things happen and, you know, the things didn't happen. And then they come out this year and they're like, they got CP3. We're like, that's the piece. That's all they need. And they aren't just like winning. They are dominating the West. Yeah. I'm surprised. Good for them. I like seeing that. Yeah, no shit. But CP3, man, he just fell right into where he needs to be. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a shooter finally with Devin Booker next to him. They got the big guy, DeAndre Ayton, who isn't, hasn't been doing the greatest, but he's all right. But he, then, he can be the third guy on that team. Yeah, I mean, he's just not – I mean, he's good. He's just not playing up to the potential that could be there. I mean, he's also right. still like 23 years old, too. He's, exactly. Or tw- maybe even 21. I don't know. He's still a young kid. And this is second year? Third I think year? so. And he, he came out after his, what, second year? Because they had all them issues in Arizona or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still got time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and CP3 by no means is old. No. Not hardly. No, no, no. Because, I mean, you go look at uh, – what is that, Westbrook? Westbrook is, what, 32? Chris Paul is 35. 
they're making the same amount, 41 mil. Um, and since you asked, yeah, Aiton is 22. He's a kid. And then just, I mean, just these other guys they got there, you know, you got Devin Booker and just other guys that, like, even though he only plays a few minutes, Frank Kaminsky, man, seven-footer, he's there. They've got a he lot of depth. No, no, but they've got depth is what I'm saying. All you got to do is throw him there. He can get you a block or two a night. It's all you need. Let's say Frank the Tank got five good ones coming off the bench. He got five hard ones. Yeah. I mean, they got Torrey Craig, obviously. They got Dario coming off the bench. Javon Carter. Like, I mean, they're pretty deep. Etwan Moore. Man, he's he's the five. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, and CP3 is their oldest player at 35. I mean, they got a young team. So, I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think so. I hope it comes down to them and the Jazz in the Western Conference Final. It won't, but oh, I hope shit, it does. That's sweet. I know. Phoenix and four. Yeah, come, <laughs> on, come on, Phoenix and five. All right, you know what? I say five, just because I like Donovan Mitchell. Like he might go off one night. Donovan plays. He's been out for like the last two weeks. See, and this yeah. is what <laughs> this is what's good for. This is one you like to see for a team. Um, so the Suns, they have three different leaders in the main three categories: Booker for points, Aiton for rebounds, Paul for assists. Basically, 26 on the points, almost 11 on the rebounds, and 9 on the assist. That's what you like makes, to see. Makes for a solid team. You got to be well-rounded in the NBA. And though that's the team right there that's going to take out your um, – that's the team right there that's going to take out your all-star studded cast of, you know, Brooklyn or L.A., you know, those teams like that. That's the team that's going to beat you because they're so well-rounded. Because you lose LeBron and you lose AD, nothing. That, that team, that team Dunzo. Oh, Grandpa Sting. So, we will see what happens. NHL is getting pretty much wrapped up at this point. We've got, got our uh, pretty much all of our final cast here going into the uh, the playoffs. Because I know they got 56 games, 56 games in the books. And now we've got out east. So the east is all wrapped up. You got the Penguins, Capitals, Bruins, Islanders. Right now the Penguins are in first, but they've played two more games than the Capitals and Bruins. Uh, So Penguins, Capitals, Bruins, Islanders. No real surprise there. The big surprise is the Flyers are out uh, for those guys that picked the Flyers to either A, win the cup, or B, get to the final. I think, Barry, you had them winning, didn't you? The Flyers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're terrible. The um, If you go to the Central, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa are in. Nashville and Dallas are fighting for the final spot. There are three games left for Nashville, but basically they win two of those three. They're in. And then in the North, so in Canada, Canada, Toronto and Edmonton are in. Winnipeg and Montreal are pretty much looking like the teams that will get in. 
Uh, they've only played four more games than Vancouver. The problem is Vancouver is just they've lost six in a row. They ain't getting there. Calgary's probably out. They they are. There's only six games left, and they've they've got a hope. So they're likely out. Ottawa's already out, and then out west, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, all in. The Kings, Coyotes, and Blues are your final team. So it's probably going to be the Blues the way it's looking like with the points and how they're going to shake out because the Coyotes have played three more games. Look for the Blues to be that final team in there out west. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yep. Uh, we had another uh, no-hitter today for in the MLB. That's what, the second or third already this year? Third. Yeah, third. I think. That's what I thought. I thought it was a third. Um, it's just crazy. First the, one for the Orioles in, what, 52 years? Yeah, and that's their 10th tenth tenth, though. 10th tenth in history. 10th <laughs> in history. You, bad. you haven't had one in 52 years. That, that's good. Yep. <laughs> the uh, Here's a wild Expect status. more to come. Did you did you guys see the whole? I don't know if you guys saw that the other day. The stats they had on um, of Fernando Tatis Jr. in his mm-hmm. first 162 games. So he's played 162 games now. So basically a full season. So matching up against the all-time leaders in each of these categories. So in their first 162 games. So let's back up. So Ricky Henderson is the all-time. Uh, runs leader in MLB history. So in his first 162 games, he had 97 runs. Tatis already has 130. Hits through this 162 games in his career, Pete Rose had 173. Tatis has 185. Barry Bonds through his first 162 games had 22 home runs. FTJ has 46. RBI's first 162 games, Hank Aaron had 94. FTJ has 109. Stolen bases. Lou Brock had 24. FTJ has 32. Total bases. Hank Aaron, 305. FTJ has 366. Not bad. That's a tough pace to keep up with. On all of those, yeah. Because he's got a, you know, he's got, uh, those are all the leaders. So he's going to have to play a lot of, a lot of games. Yeah, which I guarantee he won't finish this season. You don't think so? No, he's got a torn labrum. Is it a torn labrum? Is that what he's it is? Torn, yeah, he got torn muscle in his shoulder. He ain't going to finish this season. And it's bad enough he can't play defense, so. That is true. He is terrible at defense. Better go to the AL to be a DH. Right. Like the Chuck Knob block of shortstops. Oh, boy. Hey, man, Chuck Knob block was a second baseman. I was about to say, I think he played second base, but I'm not- I said the Chuck Knob block of shortstops. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a shortstop that was ever that bad. As Tatis. A Rod. A-Rod was the best Yankee shortstop ever. That's how good he was. 
<laughs> Ouch. I just wanted to bring that back up because fuck you, Cody. You know it's true. The best team in baseball right now, the Detroit Tigers. Are they? No. They are <laughs> the worst team in baseball. I was the about to say, team. I was like, I thought I looked at it last week and they were worst. The only team in the only team in baseball that does not have double digit wins. <laughs> Eight, Eight wins. What was wild though is two weeks ago the Yankees were in dead last in the AL and now they're third. Or fourth. And the funny thing is they're one game away from being last. <laughs> yeah, in their division. It's that's what's wild. I mean, if you look up and down besides the I mean, really besides the central, I mean, all of these are tight. There's not really you know, normally you see someone who's like 25 and five right now or something, you know, and there's just, there's not that the best, the best record in baseball is the A's at 19 and 12. That's wild. And here's a, here's a wild stat. They're the best team in baseball. They're 19 and 12 and they have a minus two run differential. I just saw that. (laughs) That is crazy. So I guess when they lose, they lose big. Wow. It'll probably be this year's Marlins make the playoffs with a negative run differential. Hey man, the Marlins were great last year. Here's what's dude. Here's what's wild. Going talking about that. So the in the NL East, the t- there's five teams. The top four teams have a negative run differential, but the last place team has a positive. <laughs> the Marlins. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? That is freaking nuts. How do you have a plus 10 run differential and you're four games under 500? How do you have a minus 15? And well, they're even. Never mind. They must have, what they do, they must have won some game like 20 to 1 or some shit like that. Something just absolutely crazy. 8 to 2, 8 to nothing, 9 to 3. Well, when they win, they win big. Yeah, 14-8, 9-3. Yeah, there's some decent ones in there. 4-1. to one. And they're not getting hammered when they lose. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, it's a fun stat. It's baseball for you. Hey, uh, can you tell me, uh, Cody Bryant, what is up with your uh, your old cousin-in-law? Jeez. Oh. You talking about Dick Lynch? Yes, I am. His oh, old cousin in law. Man, listen. <laughs> I thought we talked about this. <laughs> it's good. It's good to bring up once a month just so you remember. Bring it back down a little bit. <laughs> I thought we talked about this. I'm not allowed to put hands on him, so I can't claim him. <laughs> I won't claim him. But I do know what you're talking about. God damn, who puts nets up at a baseball game? once (laughs) yeah the only person I know that complains about having a seat when he can't fit in one (laughs) you gotta just ridiculous man oh dude I almost just spit that out you can't you can't say stuff like that when I'm drinking you you act like I'm lying (laughs) no you're not that's what I'm saying you can't (laughs) I'm drinking (laughs) That's not fair. <laughs> Holy shit. 
no. Come on, man. Um. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, dude, like, cause, like, all right. I'm, I'm gonna go a little inside baseball, man. <laughs> Opening day is like, like a uh, family tradition. Okay. Um. My father-in-law usually is the one that orders tickets for everybody. Uh, the missus and I, we would get season tickets, so it didn't matter to us. But uh, father-in-law would get, uh, you know, tickets for everybody. Um, old uh, Dickie J would be one to not pay up. So, um, yeah, he's got like two years running. He ain't paid for his tickets. So I'm uh, I'm going to get that money. Too when I put my hands on him, uh, but uh, <laughs> but you know, and then you can claim him, right? If I can put my hands on him, I claim him. Uh, that shit's Jay. wild. Oh, that's good. Like, you can't complain about these policies. And you've been going to opening day the last. The missus and I have been together. She's eight years now. Forever going on eight years. Yeah. So that's at least eight opening days that I've been to. And uh, I'm pretty sure the policy hadn't changed in the last eight years. So, like, you knew what you was doing when you got there. Like, stop trying to post for clout. That's what he's doing. Like, you knew what it was when you got there. And then Everett, you know, but... I, I gotta, I gotta thank Dub for saying everything I say to people in, in this that our first world problems continue, and then, uh, but he said first world problems. Of course, Bear and I liked it. I'm like, and that's you, and I got that for. I gotta throw the shout to to Robbie in the lobby. That's where I get that from. My first world problems continue is uh, is from him. And then uh, somebody, I, I saw somebody else put on there. A woman was hit in the face a few years ago and suffered serious injuries. Just because it's never happened to you doesn't mean it can't happen. And then you have a bounce off of him, if not get absorbed in. Ain't gonna fucking hurt him. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Only way it's gonna hurt him is if it hit him in the fingernail again. You were you you weren't there that night, were you? <laughs> you? I don't think you were there that night. I remember when one came back at him, and it hit him in the finger, and he yep. sat out. He, yep. Yeah, and that he was the one. Yeah. yeah, and then you, and then here I am with Mrs. Cody Bryant giving me shit when I've got a pulled groin. Oh, it ain't pulled, and yeah. I get to the side after I I hobbled off because I pulled it during the day. I pull up yeah. my pant, and I show her, and she's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And you want me over yeah. here trying to – they know I can't run. Yeah. You got a bruise. You know, I mean, it is up my entire that. leg. Up yeah, up your leg. <laughs> you know, I ended up getting hit in the head. And you know, end up with a concussion, and yet this one waddles off because he chipped the nail. Man, it oh, hurt. Fuck that dude, man. Fuck that guy. Hey, man, it's your your family. Look here, man. Don't be doing that. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, what's oh, our? That ain't cool. I, I know this stuff been going back and forth and Terry Bradshaw talking about Aaron Rodgers. Is he a diva for what he said? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been a diva for the last 10 years. Why do I'm surprised he said that? Like Aaron Rodgers 
should have played in the NBA. <laughs> it's a fact. Aaron Rodgers has been like this forever. People just, for whatever reason, like to ignore it. They do. I mean, it's, it's a fact of life. But you know what? If he wants out, let him out. I don't understand why teams do. You don't want to play there. Fucking let him go. Who cares? Say, okay, buy you out of your contract, and I'm not paying you this money. Sign it right now, and I guarantee he will if he's that serious. It's not that hard. I, bet you, I guarantee you ain't getting $26 million back. Hell no. That's why he's not going to do it. So what's he going to do? He's right, just going right. to sit there and do nothing. And you know what? If he was that worried about winning, he would have ran for that touchdown on third and goal instead of fucking throwing it away. That right. That? You, it's funny. Well, we you look back. You that, look. Though. You look back at that now. It all starting to make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But we don't want to talk about that though. We just want to talk about Aaron Rodgers one side of Green Bay. Why don't you run for that touchdown on third and goal, or was it second and goal? I think it was third. Second, third. Third. Either way, because, because they said even if he even if he would have got five yards, it would have been fourth and goal on like the three, you know. Yeah. But hey, that's I, that's it. So also the other thing is he knows that he can't he can't win there either. He hasn't been able to win there in fifth or in eleven years, twelve years. He's won one time. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that. You know they could have gotten him more shit because Green Bay the last couple of years has drafted like absolute ass. There's no reason why they should have got Jordan Love last year. You can still win with Rodgers. Go after winners. So I can see his frustration, but he's always been like this. So let him go to Denver and not do anything the next four or five years that he's got left on his career, so he can go retire and do Jeopardy the rest of his life. Yeah, and it's not like he's had a bunch of all pros the whole time he's been there either. I mean, hell, you won a Super Bowl with Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. I mean, Brady didn't either, and that's that's what they're going to compare to. Now, in my opinion, Brady always had better defenses than Green Bay ever did. But, I mean, I think Rodgers has had better offensive weapons besides Randy Moss and, you know, near the, near his – End of the end of the um, well, everyone thought he was over the hill because he went to Oakland, but no one thought Randy was going to go drop 40 touchdowns. What do you have, 30 touchdowns, or whatever the hell he had that one year? 22 with Brady. I mean, no one thought that was going to happen. It was wild. So, so, Brady's best receiver ever is end of career Randy Moss, in all honesty. And he Guy, broke the record for most receiving touchdowns in a year yeah, of guys who would do shit. I mean, Edelman is a grinder. Welker was a grinder. Gronk, he was a tight end. So, I mean, what, yeah, he, he was a weapon, but. What would you think about that shit he said about Edelman? He ain't retired. He just was afraid to tell Bill. He wants to come to Tampa. Look oh. <laughs> <laughs> at Tom, man. Tom just doesn't care anymore. I love it. Yeah, we'll see, man. I, I think he is. I think uh, he's gotten beat up too much the last couple of years. So, I really do think he's going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do too. Did you did you see the Jalen Ramsey quote? I lost my damn mind when I saw this. What's that? Say I was playing a big receiver at whatever school. I would look up his Instagram and slide into his girlfriend's DMs before the game. <laughs> that's, that's dirty. Sounds like some Golden Tate smack quarters out of him this se- last season. Yeah, I'm serious. That's, that's why. I know. I know. That's why. Para, what you think about that? Would you be sliding into the DMs? Am I uh, that good? I don't need to be getting my ass kicked during the game any more <laughs> than I would, I would care about that. Am I that good? Am I Ram? Do I have Ramsey talent? 
uh, in uh, in NASCAR DraftKings Pick'em, yes. No, this is a hypothetical situation. You asked me a hypothetical question. So do I have number one overall player defensive attributes? No. Then no, I'm not going to slide in a girl's DMs before his, his girl. Right. I, I asked Parrot. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Bear. I said Parrot. And he responded. <laughs> I want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> That's soft. I mean, you're in a league where you're as big as everybody else. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were in the NBA, Perry, you'd be just the one of the smaller ones. Well, you'd be about average. I'd be like an average point guard size, which is crazy. That'd be fun to see. No, no it wouldn't. <laughs> Half is athletic. It's all white. Half is coordinated. It's all right. <laughs> all right, so but what? The um, Steve Blake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't hate on Steve Blake like that. No, that dude was ter- terrible. He's terrible. Stop. Steve Blake was not terrible. He was terrible. He was not terrible. Juan Dixon got him a damn contract. Steve Francis, too. I played with Steve Francis and Juan Dixon my four years in college. Daddy, what is this picture from? <laughs> <laughs> Cody Jr. made it to the show. It's a giraffe. He's asking for, is he asking for draft picks or giraffes? Giraffe picks. I want this... Seven foot giraffe for this uh nine foot giraffe and a second rounder. <laughs> Little Cody Jr. on the show. The um you know Steve Blake, he has a ring, don't he? Sure he does. He's Steve Blake. Why would he not have a ring? If Mike Miller has a ring, Steve Blake has a ring. I know he won a, a title at Maryland. He was there that long. Was it 02? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was there for about 30 years. And the NBA for another 30. Yep. Little Cody Jr. I don't know if he ever got it. No, I don't think he ever got an NBA title. Damn. No, he was on the he was on the Lakers when uh, I want to say around the time Kobe tore his Achilles, if not like just before that. Yep. And then I think that was it for him. Yeah, I think you're right. It is. It is what it is. All right, but now back to the uh, NFL real quick. What's up? What's up with this stuff about Juwan James? So tore his Achilles working out away from the team facility. So basically did a Cody Bryant tore it on a basketball court, you know, away from his, uh, away from work and $10 million salary for the upcoming season is now in jeopardy being that Denver no longer is obligated to pay him for working out offsite. What do you think about that? I mean, it's standard in a lot of contracts, a lot of guys contracts, um, you know, in the NBA, it's in a lot of their contracts. Um, 
you know, that's like standard. Like you can't like basically like they could void your contract or not pay you for that year. You know, if you get injured, you know, not playing, uh, you know, doing like a league sponsored activity. So, um, as I know, like there's I'm trying to think, I think Jimmy Butler has something like that written in his contract. You know, Jay Williams almost lost his contract. If you guys remember that, you know, mm-hmm. years back. Um, so I know there's a few baseball players with that type of language written in their contracts too. So, I, I mean, I understand it. I mean, I'm paying you to play football. You know, I'd be pretty upset that, you know, you go and get hurt playing basketball or something. Or even if you're working out outside of the team facility, you know, because I know a lot of times that um, in contracts, that's a big issue with players, with professional players, too. You know, a lot of guys have their own, you know, like trainers and stuff like that. And, you know, there's only so many guys that, you know, teams will be okay with you training with as a professional athlete because they can trust them. So, um, and, you know, they, they know that they're not going to put you, you know, in a position where you're going to get hurt or you can't perform. So, I mean, it sucks, but, you know, it's the cost of doing business. You you can't, you can't pick and choose when you say it's a business. True. Very true. That is the business. All right. Um, we got to talk about our athlete of the day. So on this day, back in old 1954. So actually, you know, we didn't even say this. It is Cinco de Mayo. So happy Cinco de Mayo. I'm not drinking anything, but I did have chicken enchiladas for dinner. The old Costco special. Good stuff. And then... Um, Shout out to Costco, man. Hell yeah. It's the first time I had their uh, their chicken enchiladas. Pretty good. The um, But on this day, now May 6th, for when people are listening to this, in 1954, so 67 years ago, Roger Bannister became the first person to run a sub four minute mile, three minutes and 59 seconds. That'd take me about one lap, three minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no, it would. I'm telling you right now, it would. Like right now, if you told me to go run a mile right now, it would definitely take me about four minutes a lap. I'd get it done in about 16. So you, you get so you basically so it'd take you a minute to go a hundred meters, <laughs> hundred meter dash in a minute. I've, I mean, I've had some dinner, some banana pudding, and a couple of drinks. So yeah, my, <laughs> it's just how it is. Sometimes in life, you're full. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, that's impressive. I think my best, honestly, I think my best mile time ever was. I think I ate one time. I think I got like 756 when I was running all the time when I was like 23. That's about it. And I was on a treadmill, not on track. 
So I'd say, I think, I think I did it one time. I think that's my best model. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not bad though. Well, that was then. This is now. That shit wouldn't be happening now. So basically he had to be averaging what? 15 miles an hour the whole time? I'm not a mathematician. Is this a, is this a trick question? Is this like if they're going, one coming from Chicago, one coming from New York, <laughs> what time are they going to meet in Fort Erie, Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> one train's going 15 miles an hour. The other train's going 60. Who's going to get there first? I can't do those. No. Simple as this. He got four mile or four. Well, he got a one mile in four minutes. So how many miles would he get in an hour if he was running that? You know, it would be he would get, excuse me, fifteen miles. So fifteen miles an hour. Because fifteen times four is sixty. So there you go. So, but just think about that. He's averaging. 15 miles an hour. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Just get on a treadmill. Just to know how fast that is, get on a treadmill and put it to 15 miles an hour. Don't, don't do that at home, especially on your Peloton. You just, you'll probably get yourself hurt and then get a free Peloton out of it. <laughs> do it on a parrot Peloton. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a minute every quarter of a mile. Your car, if you're going 60, does like a minute a mile. It's impressive. Which is yeah. absolutely insane. I mean, think about it. He couldn't even be running in some of those old retirement homes where that speed limit's only like eight. He'd be speeding. <laughs> Probably get pulled over. Yeah, it's a good way to lose your uh, lose your golf cart privileges, your bingo privileges. <laughs> hey, you see that Roger? He was running 15 miles an hour again. No bingo for him tonight. So how long did his record of three minutes and 59 59.4 seconds last? 44 years. What he did it in what year? 1954. 54. Oh, yeah, I'd say 60 years. What was, the, what was the year Charles Robinson had to run down to the ring? Because that was the year it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> i say, which season of WrestleMania was that? That was, what, 17, 20, I think? 20-something. 20, <laughs> 20, 20 here comes a ref. Next match. Here comes Charles Rollins. Ain't gonna make it down. It was wasn't that the wasn't that the was the Undertaker Flair match? Was that seventeen? No, was that seventeen or eighteen? Undertaker and Triple Eighteen was eighteen. So yeah, whatever Charles. Yeah, it lasted until Charles Rollins. It's WrestleMania twenty four, by the way. Oh, twenty four. Well, that's how long it lasted. That was Flair? Charles Robinson ran. No, that Flair and HPK fought at 24. 
Yeah. Right. But I don't yeah, know. This, I think this Charles Robinson didn't he, run in. This is what he came into, wasn't it? No. Yeah, he was. I think he started off the ref in that match. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Undertaker uh, Flair. I think Undertaker uh, Flair was when he ran down. I just watched it. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, and he ran down at twenty-four. No, that was who was that for? It was Undertaker and Edge. I was Edge. Like, Edge. Oh, Undertaker Edge. Okay. That was that was good. That was good. All right, uh, Paris. That was. Did you give me a guess, Parrot? Four three forty speed right there, man. You're on mute, Parrot. Dude, dead. You're Sorry, on. I had a train going by. I had to mute it. What's your guess? 50. It lasted for a whopping 46 days. Oh, uh, would he break his own record? No. I don't know who broke it, but... So... Uh, oh, here's what happened. John Landy of Australia... He ran a sub four minute mile, and for the first time in the same mile race, two men broke four minutes. Bannister clocked at 258.8, and that dude was 259.9. So maybe that was when it was. So, yeah, he probably broke his own record then. I call shenanigans. So do I. Like I said, that's some dick. He's like, oh, this guy just ran a sub four minute. I'm going to break his record. Screw that dude. And that guy didn't even break his record. Bannister broke his own record. What is the fastest, uh, fastest mile you know, on record right now? Mm-hmm. Mm, three. I'll say three twenty-five. Parrot. Um, three fifty. Close. Three forty-three. What? That's it, dude. That's so fast, though. You're telling me though, after all these years, all these years, someone got a three-five-six, and the best someone's done since then is three forty-three. Well, three. Well, I can tell you what the the best are. This is just wild. 343, 344, 346, 47, 48, 48, 49, 49, 51. Yeah, it's just crazy. Roger Bannister, 359.4. John Landy, 358. So John Landy did rake that. 46 days later, yeah. That's wild. John Landy broke his record in 46 days. He is in Australia. He's probably running from like a snake or a big ass spider. But then Herb Elliott beat that a year later. Herb? No one named Herb ran under a four minute. That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't believe that. There's not not a person in this world named Herb who ran under a four minute mile. The internet's lying. Right. Like even Herbie the Love Bug didn't do a fucking. But that three forty three is has stood since nineteen ninety nine. The only person, the next person who's going to run it is going to be Melinda Gates getting away from Bill. <laughs> run it to the bank. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> You're going to be like her and old, uh, old Bezos are going to be scissor sisters. Watch. Oh, <laughs> oh God. 
I'll be the richest, the richest pair of scissors you've ever seen. So the women's record stood. Hey, neither of them looked that bad. Calm down. <laughs> so the the women's record was just broken in 2019. It stood for 23 years, but then it was broken by a quarter of a second. What's the women's? Take a guess. Is it sub 412. 420. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it is 412. But Roger Bannister, I mean, you go back to him because I know we're talking about Roger Bannister. I mean, it, it is a big deal that he broke that record. I mean, it set it up, even though it was 1954, it was a big deal then. You know, a lot of people know who Roger Bannister is because of that. And um, it's kind of wild, man. And he just died a couple of years ago, uh, 2018. Oh, fuck. I forgot it's on tomorrow. Does Hotel have Vice? Oh, this debuts tomorrow, doesn't it? I'm going to have to check that out. Or tonight when people are listening. But they already released the first episode, the, the first hour. I don't want to root it. I want to watch them all. Same time. Uh, oh, the first two episodes? Yeah. I don't blame you. Who's this guy, by the way, Cody Bryant, that was walking around with uh, Kenny Omega? Hold on. Holding his belts. Uh, I don't know. Um, he's a Japanese guy. I say, is it like Nakamura or something like that? I can't remember his last name. It was like Nakamura or something. Shinsuke. Brandon, I don't know. No, it ain't Shinsuke. Nakamura. Just another uh, jocks. For like the the ascension looking dude that's friends with the Bucks, they're all friends with the Bucks. Mo and Joe, gotta get paid. Gotta get paid. All right, so uh, we got to go into trivia. Trivia bear, you got the points back, didn't you? Yep, I got the points back. Thank you for being the point keeper last week while I was traveling. Um, updated point standings. Gray with 123, Cody Bryant with 86, myself with 110, Parrot with 61, Peapod with 8, Wes Anderson with 2. Peapod. Hey, man, y'all might want to check in on him tonight when um, uh, Blood and Guts is no uh, Blood nor Guts. <laughs> the uh, Speaking he of which, so go ahead. I was gonna say he might be on suicide watch, man. No, he's got RPW now. He's got a real one. He's got a real thing to worry about. But by the way, their next event is Ruthless Consequences on Saturday, May 29th. Yeah, they use a. What's that? Who's that? RP Dub. RP Dub. Yeah, it will be at Burgers and Beers. What in the world is this commercial doing? Tommy Vendetta and Jake Christ are fighting. Uh, Cody, are you catching this commercial? Which one? Oh, no. Were you watching AEW? I just changed it. I don't know if I'm ahead or I behind see, you right now. I I know, we, I we're see, behind him. I see Burberry her right now. No, I just seen uh, 
a uh, razor commercial. Yeah, that one. And okay, you yeah. see that? Jeez. Yeah, man. It's like, like, come on, man. I know you got to prove a point, but damn, like. <laughs> I, I get it. The razor. That's close. Right. But I, I thought I, I thought I saw some CT in there. Jesus. Right. I mean, right I here, hold on. Sell. I got to see it. It's on now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what? I know. Wait. What? Right. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was watching HBO at one AM or if I was watching TNT. Right. Like, is this legal right now? <laughs> like, damn, girl. Man. You know, I didn't even know AEW could afford two rings at one time. Why is Why is AEW killing time right now? Are they that bad? We just had two interviews back to back. Well, you know, I mean, you got to figure out how to stretch out blood and guts when you can't have blood nor guts. Rusev got a little pudgy. He was ripped the last time I saw him. He must not be cutting. Right? He's man. good, man. Cashing them checks. He know he don't have to work hard. Man, he probably getting paid. But he still looks as good as he was. He still more. looks he still looks thinner than when he was Rusev. Right? Nah, I think that's I just because he shaved. Yeah, he's he a little bit more cut up. Yeah, you get rid of that. You up. get rid of that chest hair. You know, you, you look a couple pounds trimmer. Very true. He, must, he, probably, he must use that. He must use that razor that that lady was using. Is he reading the thousand and four holds? <laughs> All right, let's get arm bar for everybody. All right, extremely difficult one tonight, so it'll be worth five points. The Bengals released Giovanni Bernard a few weeks back. He signed with Tampa. He had been the longest tenured running back in the league since Cincinnati picked him in the second round in 2013. Other running backs have been in the league longer, but not all with the same team. With Bernard looking for a new team, what running back now has the longest active streak of employment with the same team? Fourth round pick in 2014. Fourth round pick in 2014. Oh, boy. A good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because usually fourth round picks aren't even in the league anymore at this point. Especially if you're drafted in 2014. That'll be seventh year. So he's really not been in the league that long. That's well for a running back, that's true. At least for a running back, that's long. Oh man. I think it's this is a tough one. Is Dorsey Levin still in the NFL? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Aaron Rodgers probably wanted him off the team too. I'd say right. They once they traded him, that's when he wanted out. That was the last damn straw. Here you trade Dorsey Levins. Right. Um <laughs> Ron Dane's still lacing them up, isn't he? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> hey, man, what was the dude from Denver, man? It's, um, um, Terrell Davis. Mike Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson. He was before Terrell, wasn't he? Or was he after him? He was one of them, I think. I think Maybe. I'm a few years off, but I'm going to stick with this. I think I am too, but I don't know why. I just I like it. I can't get over this name either. Feels good. All right. We all ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Go. 
Well, James Conner just went to Arizona. Yeah. I think Kamara was like 2017. Yeah, that's why I thought it was a little too early. Lindsay. Wasn't he like a second round pick, though? I think he was third. Third, I think, yeah. Could be like somebody like Tony Pollard. <laughs> Pollard was picked after Z. You want a hint? Uh, I don't want to hit me. I figured that's what he was going to ask. Oh, right. James, James White. 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 I was uh, close. I had the same. I had the right. Uh, yeah. Did he play last season, though? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, he, uh, well, because I know, like, his, his dad had passed away. But that was that during the season or before? I couldn't remember. It was during the season. I think it's a car accident, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was because he didn't play one of the games midseason because, yeah, it happened yeah. like on a Saturday or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Wild. Oh, God. Somebody want to read that other than me? Let me see. I need, let me see. I Steph, Curry, see Steph Curry for MVP. Of course. Shocking. The Jazz fan likes Steph Curry. He's taking right. the same <laughs> team from last season that was horrible and has turned them into a playoff team. That's crazy. Come on, Cody. I know you got a Steph jersey on underneath that shirt you're wearing. And LeBron is a minor in all of sports. He'd love to play in game last year, but this year, since his team actually have to play in it because the team has no depth, he thinks whomever thought – it should be whomever, not whoever, but we'll go on. Whoever thought of that should be fired. Are you kidding me? And he's now making every excuse in the book for them not to win at all this year. So when they don't, he has all the excuses. But if they do, he looks like a hero for overcoming every obstacle thrown his way. Give me a break. LeBron has zero of the Mamba mentality. On to the NFL draft. It was fun to watch. I hope you had fun, Bear. I did. I loved Roger Goodell embracing the role of the heel. I know the Cowboys wanted Sertan, but they ended up getting the guy I thought was the best defender in the entire draft. Agreed. I loved what the Browns did, and I felt every quarterback except Wilson went to a team that really could be perfect for them. Also agree. The Jets are the furthest away from being good, so sadly Wilson may have the toughest road. That's all I got for this week. Have a good one. See you for wrestling. Um, yeah, so I guess I didn't get to talk about the draft. Yeah, I did want to go back to that. Save that for the end. Yeah, it was um, it was a fun experience. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I would have much rather watched it on TV. Um, I don't mind the weather. We've you know we've grown up in the northern this area, so it's not bad. That wasn't the thing. Um, it was it was really the security, which I understand, right? Security's got to be tight. Um, they have to, but. It was kind of crazy. So you'd walk into an area, right? A designated area um, that they didn't tell you about, but it would say food and beverage area. You'd be like, okay. So you walked in, we grabbed a beer, right? There you have food, a bar, all that good stuff. Go in, you know, get a $10 tall boy. And we're like, okay, we're going to go walk up to the next area. Yeah, you get stopped. Nope, can't leave this area. Food and drink only. We're like, all right, it's a little odd. So, you know, stay in there for a little bit, kill the beer, walk up to the next area literally 20 feet away upstairs. Right. I mean, I'm talking, you walk across a, like a golf cart, a golf cart path upstairs to the next area, which is a food and drink area. Like it's stupid. It made no sense. I get that their security's high. There's a lot of people in an open area. I totally understand that, but it just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. 
And then on top of that, you know, if you're, you know, I get it, you know, you, you got the people down in the seats who are paying money, right? That was never going to happen. And then you have an area for people who've been vaccinated for 14 days. I wasn't, it was eight days, right? I think actually today is 14 days. So it was eight days last Thursday when I was there, showed them my card, tried to get in. They said, no, unfortunately, per the CDC, you know, it's 14 days, blah, blah, blah. All right, whatever. But the people had to wear masks in there. It's not like they could take their masks off. So what's the difference between vaccinated people wearing masks and unvaccinated people wearing masks? Can someone tell me that? There is no difference, right? So that stuff kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I get they have to follow protocols and all this, but... I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting next to or standing next to people who are wearing masks, may be vaccinated, may not be vaccinated, may not care, may not wear a mask, may be hammered. I mean, who knows, right? So the experience was cool. They had a lot of good shit to do there. A lot of long lines for anything. So we really didn't do anything, you know, didn't do a field goal kick or run the 40 or any of that. I mean, you're talking hour and a half to two hour waits in line. Just not my cup of tea to sit there and embarrass myself in a field goal kick or whatnot. But it was cool. Um, and then the first night, I mean, obviously it was the best. Second night, I didn't even, we went to a bar. Actually, we went to the casino and ended up watching the rest of the draft back in the hotel room later because it was a lot of walking. But the experience was awesome. I mean, it was cool to be there right off the get-go. Number one pick, hear Goodell get absolutely shit on by everybody. Absolutely the best. You know, waiting. Because in between picks, they have a house band. So obviously, you know, everyone's talking on TV and you know. So we're all talking there. And you got fans from you know everywhere so it's cool right you get to talk to different fans from different places i did like that you get to talk about the picks and kind of shit on some folks and some not so it was a good time for thursday night um i definitely unless i had tickets next time i probably wouldn't go again to a draft it's just one of those once in a lifetime things but you know it was it was fun um and yeah i made it to the cowboys pick and i loved it because i was actually talking shit to a Giants fan standing next to me, close to me. There was another Cowboys fan. We were talking to this Giants fan started running his yap. So when Philadelphia moved up past them to go get Devonta Smith, he started ripping on this Eagles fan across the way. So I joined in for fun because, you know, fuck the Eagles. And um, it was an absolute blast. We became best friends after that. So it was, you know, it's just interesting shit like that, that you get to meet all these other people and, you know, pretty much just talk shit about NFL for a little bit, but it was cool. Um, it was a good time. And yes, I was very happy that Dallas got Parsons. I did want Sertan or Horn, but once they went eight, nine, um, I figured they were going to take Micah or move back. And I mean, they, they moved back and still got Parsons. The Giants should have taken him, but you know, it's the Giants. That's why. And they. they and they got what a third round or two, yeah. So I, you know, I I thought that was cool. It was fun. Um, you know, we being as far away as we were, we couldn't see much. Um, but you know, we could we could see enough from the distance, and you had the big screens that you could see a little bit. So I got to see Mike Parsons jump into jump into the commissioner's arms. So that was cool. It was uh, it was a good draft. Um, I do think though the Browns probably had the best, if not second best draft. Um, you know, I like what Urban and the Jaguars did. Um, I think but, they had a good draft, and I think Dallas had a good draft. And I thought the Bears had a good draft, too. Um, but yeah, but it's the it, Bears, and they're going to fucking ruin fields. I hate it. I hate it. That's what sucks. But what can you explain to me why the Jags got Etienne when they already have Robinson? 
and they already have Hyde, which, you know, Hyde's Hyde, but I just, I, I didn't understand that in the first round. Yes, a lot of talent. Put him with his quarterback he played college ball with. I understand all that. Because I think Ur- I think Urban's going to run an offense similar to San Francisco. That's why. Just do a lot of running? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of Robinson and, and Etienne um, yeah. you know, with each other in the backfield at the same time. Um, Doesn't he catch a little bit better than Robinson yeah. too, though, yes. coming out of the backfield? And, yep. So they'll line him up so, outside. And he is. Deep. He's a, he's only five ten, but he is solid. Yeah, yeah. he's very dude, solid. Yeah, the dude. The dude can play, and I mean, I think that's a good pick, and I, I I like that. I like because you just took now two college teammates who played absolutely well together, who have so now you already have chemistry right there. I mean, you you have it. Two best players at their position. Yeah, I mean, you have you have the chemistry ready to go now with Jacksonville. Urban's gonna. I mean, I would think Urban's gonna get him. You know, the right way to the right thing. We'll see. I mean, he's still got to prove himself in the NFL. But the lack of, you know, they have DJ Shark, but they really don't have a great receiving core. So in my mind, I think Urban's gonna run it just like he did the Ohio State offense, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a a run and then gun sort of offense because you can run an option and Lawrence can take off or you can you know pitch it to ATN or you'll have yeah Robinson you know pitch it to Robinson you got ETN out there you can throw a little shuffle pass to I mean they have so many options that they can run if it works so I think that the Jaguars had a top top five draft for sure. What um I was gonna ask you uh. Well, we know Kyle Trask went to, which we thought might happen, went to Tampa. You know, late, late second round, last pick of the second. I think that's good for them. Not a bad pick at all. No, I mean, stays in Florida, sits behind, you know, one of the best it's of all time. Brady, man. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, that works out. He's going to sit behind him. He knows he's going to sit behind him, and that's all you can do is study. And, and when, um, when Brady retires in a couple of years, if he does, I mean, then you get, you still get Godwin and Evans to throw to. So, right. <laughs> not a bad spot to be right and then um something i i saw it's weird for me to see name like asante samuel jr it's just weird for me to see that i'm like i feel like asante samuel was just there you know mm-hmm. so to see that is just unreal um parrot i was gonna ask you man i know we talked a little bit about your bangles how'd you feel about their picks um initially when they took jamar chase initially i was a little mad um but going through and, you know, seeing that uh, I think they had ended up with 10 picks, S- seven of those 10 picks ended up being, you know, offensive or defensive linemen. So they did what they needed to do. They got Chris Evans from Michigan for running back. I mean, not bad to replace Geo. I mean, they still have, um, um, what's his name? Mixon. And then they got, um, they got a new kicker. They needed a kick that Evan McPherson from Florida. But, uh, you know, overall, I was pretty happy with it. They did what they had to do with drafting linemen, and they got a stud receiver who has chemistry with Burrow to complement T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd since A.J. Green's gone. Um, yeah, man. So I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, honestly. We saw that a few times. So we saw it with, like, we just talked about with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne and then Jamar Chase going with Burrow. You know, he's going to be there. You got uh, Devonta Smith, right? So he's going to go play with Hurts, with Jalen Hurts. And then 
Um, who was the last one that got taken? The last one that matched up. Waddle. Waddle and Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's just all guys. So it, it's like a commonality Giants, this year. And the Giants take fucking Tony. <laughs> like there was like Dallas couldn't have they couldn't have landed in that better spot to where they they let a division rival trade up to take Devonta Smith, a six foot four. Don't get me wrong. The dude is good. Okay. He's good, but he's 166 pounds. He's going to take one shot over the middle by one of these, you know, one of these full grown ass men, cornerbacks or safeties, his spleen's going to be, he's going to shit his spleen out. That's right. Uh, dude. He'll be I fine. Think... He's going to be on a professional weight game plan. But to, see what, the, but to see, hope. But to see what the Giants did, they traded back and still get Tony is insane. Yeah, but. T- it's a reach. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's a reach. I don't think Kadarius, I mean, Kadarius Tony is the same thing. Dude, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. You got Saquon and you're going to, so now, and, and all you're getting is a slot receiver out of it. I just. Yeah. But they also got what a first rounder out of it too. Or like a third. They got a bunch of picks out of it. We know that. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, it was it was a few picks um, for next year. I think too. I think they got a first next year, along with it. But I mean, again, you you get a dude who's literally like uh, Percy Harp. Mm-hmm. You know, he's quick. He's small. He's out of the slot. He's just he's going to be injury prone. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think that. Yeah, I think that was the best thing to happen to Dallas. I mean, they got arguably the best defensive player in the draft. And they moved back. <laughs> and get a third round. Was the third rounder they got, was that this year or is that next year? That was this year. That was the dude they took um, from um, – UCLA or Iowa? No, it was the one from Iowa. Golston. Iowa, yeah, Chauncey Golston. Yeah, so DN – if he plays out, because they just they just released Antoine today, I saw. Yeah, Antoine Woods, which is good because that OC Odizawa from UCLA will should be able to that should be a plug and play. Yep. And then if Golston works out, what a steal. And we get Parsons just to move back two spots. The um which is great. And then uh I mean I was telling you and I were briefly talking about Jabril Cox at LSU, like we'll see what he can do at linebacker because we don't know what's going to happen with Layton. You know, they just, we saw they denied his option yeah. and um, he, got, he, he gets hurt this year. Yep. He gets hurt. The other guy gets hurt. So Cox isn't a bad pickup, man. I mean, as an inside linebacker, because he's fifth ranked in that position. We'll yeah. Like, that was, that was a steal. Um, you know, right was kind of a, right was, that was kind of a, um, it was a, it was a push, right? But he is what Dan Quinn likes, right? Dan Quinn likes tall, lanky quarterbacks. Look at Sean. Oh, he's huge. He's six. What is he? Six four or six five? Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what Dan right. Quinn likes. So this wasn't this wasn't a pick. This wasn't a pick for um, you know. This wasn't a pick for sexiness. This was a pick that fit fits what Dan Quinn wants to do. That's the big thing right there. They didn't have anybody else at that size that they wanted. So they're going to, you know, they get a, They got to use them a little bit. And we're going to see. And then 
There's some other things they did there. They took a couple corners. They took the other corner at South Carolina. Didn't get horned, but got the other one. <laughs> watch and watch that and look at it. What is what is that? Six four Six, again. Four. Yep. That's exactly what Quinn or that's exactly what Quinn wants. That kid from Stanford, though, you watch. He's gonna be he's gonna be good. Simi Fahoko. Yeah, which also says to me that if he plays well, um, they're probably gonna be trading Gallup. Oh, really? That'd be my guess. You don't think they get rid of Noah? Well, they're not. The problem is, is they're going to have to pay Gallup eventually. So you got your good chances. They're going to trade Gallup. I'm surprised they didn't do it last year to Green Bay when they needed Gallup, and Green Bay would have given up their first round pick. But I don't think they would. So, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Definitely something to experience once. What did you think about – I know we talked about Calvin Joseph, so he's the smaller of the three corners. But uh, played at LSU – well, see, in here when you read it, Alabama transfer, but it was LSU, right? Yeah, it was LSU transfer. Yeah, in here, that one guy, Steve Munch, says Alabama transfer, but it was really LSU. He ran a 4-3-4-40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – it was it was a corner. It's a corner that they need. It's someone they gotta. They're just gonna have to mold. That's what they're gonna have to do. All right. So I think that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got for this one. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Sparty Steve, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Cacaw. That was the weakest cacaw I've ever heard in my life. Embarrassing. Hey, Bear, uh, make sure you uh, black like that mattress for you uh, lay down in it, man. <laughs>